Welcome back, everyone, to the Counter Culture Podcast, where we are countering culture with biblical truth. My name is Derek Mount, and I have my great friend Anthony Remender with me today. How you doing, Anthony? I'm doing good. Just sad that we're not in person anymore, and we have to do this over yeah. the computer. It's a lot less fun. Yeah, I know. I've cried in the bathroom for the past two weeks um, long distance guys the hardest thing ever like oh man i don't know if we'll make it we didn't last time <laughs> <laughs> we, we broke hey, up last time hey we broke up last time but you know like any other good relationship we're on and off you know yeah the best ones are on and off no we're on for we're on for good this time yeah uh, we are we are mightily committed we're, well, this is episode 13, right? I mean... Yeah. No, it's 12. Oh, yeah, 12. My bad. Dude, I don't Come know on, what man. episodes we're on. I really don't have a good track at all. I could have sworn that our... our The first episode we came back with was episode 11, I think I said. But I don't... I, I think... I mean, the one the one we had on YouTube today... that we Well, I guess this is Friday we're filming, but... It was episode 10. It said episode 10. So either... And you You're posted, wrong, no, I'm wrong. Or it was wrong. 10. You okay. put on Instagram episode 11. I was dying when I saw that. Dude, I'm pretty sure I texted you. Okay, never mind. Yeah, because I Forget was that. saying we episode can, 11. We can just hop into our topic today. Uh, we should have a, a good one. Um, and it's basically, you know, everyone likes to chime in politics today. And it seems like the big thing. And it's just the next wave that everyone's hopping on. It's like, you know. What's some big waves you would say, people? Like selfie sticks, you know, um, other things. Products, it's a trend. Politics, you know, it's just, it's a it, new trend. It, it's a it's a trend, and I bet you in the next three years, people are going to get bored of it, and we're not going to care about it anymore. But we're just here to, to talk about it, just in case if that's not true. So today, we're going to be uh, talking about politics in America. We've kind of divvied i guess a little bit of it and talked a little bit in past uh episodes but i think um we wanted to take an episode where we could probably talk about the the whole time um because i think it's a a a thing that many people are passionate about today uh christians are very passionate about it maybe a little bit too passionate um but that's what we're here to to find out so Anthony, I kind of want to ask you a question. You think, I know there's various views on this. You think America's founded uh, like a, a Christian nation, like was founded as a Christian nation or? I think would so. You, would you say no? Because I know there's some views. Um, I think it was. I mean, you think about the people that that came here, like what was the their main reason to come here was to flee religious persecution, right? And they wanted a place where they mm-hmm. could worship god as they saw fit you know the first one of the first celebrations of the arrival in the new world from from colonists or from pilgrims was a was a religious celebration right and um you look at all of the founding fathers and all of the um the things they wrote about and talked about they were they were very religious people and there were they had some varying religious views and they had some kind of christian adjacent views in in some cases like thomas jefferson who mm-hmm. i think famously wrote his own bible kind of e- editing out the parts that he was uh not happy with and um 
but they were all religious people that that who were fundamentally coming from a Christian place or at least from a theistic mm-hmm. place and that's where they were getting their ideas especially in regard to to rights right and in um uh-huh. that's why it says you know we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator that's i mean that's the most foundational mm-hmm. document to the country cites our creator as the source of all of what they're getting ready to talk about, which is our rights. And then the government's role in preserving those rights and protecting those rights to the, um, to the effect of a flourishing country and a flourishing society. And it's all based on the idea of a creator that's given us that. So I think mm-hmm. absolutely a broadly theistic framework is, is fundamental to the country and specifically a, the, uh, a Christian one. Uh-huh. Um, see, I, I disagree with that. I think I think the I, I I think from the point of view I'm coming from is most of the founding fathers weren't Christian; they were deist. Um, now I'm not saying there weren't some Christian principles, like everyone's created in the image of God, or well, what was, is that? I'm not good with is that the Decor the Constitution? That's not the Constitution. What the one that I said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. is that the Constitution? The Declaration of Independence. I think. Yeah. Now you got me um, question it. I think my, it's the question of minutes. My, my senior history class didn't help out <laughs> on that one. Not I forget. <laughs> but no, I, I, I disagree with, uh, because of the way I kind of view it as this. Like, if it was a Christian nation, then in a sense, it would be Christian where where everything would be founded on the, the principles of Christianity, which in some cases i don't think it was um i I really i really don't know like i said i think there's some principles that they took from christianity that they implemented into the u.s constitution uh but again i just don't think foundationally those people the founding fathers who were deists then believe they believed in a god but they didn't know which god were coming from a a a lens of Christianity, if you get my gist. Um, and I, I think if it was based on a Christian nation, I think it would be more or less like a, like a, a, what's the one Roman empire after Constantine, that empire was it, would you say that would be substantially a Christian nation or would you tell? Do you, do you know which nation I'm talking about? The one after Rome, it fell, and then that one. The empire came. after Rome. Yes. Because Constantine con- was a Roman emperor. Uh huh. But he he to, tried to make Rome correct, a Christian nation. He yeah he did because previous to that, I think this is in the fourth century, uh, Christianity mm-hmm. was illegal, and the Christians were being persecuted, and this is where we get. All yeah. of the major like early church persecution and the you know putting them in yeah. the arenas with the wild animals and stuff, and um, yeah. then Constantine converts to Christianity and then legalizes Christianity and makes it the uh, like the religion of Rome, and then this is where we get all of the from that point on we start getting the ecumenical councils and stuff like the Council of Nicaea was that first one under Constantine yeah. where he wanted to define mm-hmm. what Christianity was for the nation for the empire. But even then, mm-hmm. that wasn't. I mean, th- yeah. Would you say that the Roman Empire under Constantine? I mean, 
it's never going to be a perfect representation yeah, yeah, yeah. of mm-hmm. of Christianity embodied in yeah. embodied in a government, right? Uh huh. So just because yeah. you're you're saying that you're saying that the early like the early early American government, the early American nation doesn't reflect Christian values enough to be considered a Christian nation because they didn't you said they don't they didn't reflect Christian values correctly. Mm-hmm. So you think that that in in what way did they not were they not basing what they were doing on Christian values? In what way did they kind of say we're going to reject Christian values in favor of something else to make it uh, not a Christian nation? I mean, what was we what what okay, let, let me what makes Christian music Christian music? Christian music? What makes Christian music Christian music? Like what makes music like what makes it quote unquote the genre of of Christian? It would have it would be the the content of it, you know, like the lyrics, the messages, the doctrines that it's teaching, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Was that the foundation of the founding fathers was were they coming at well this is the gospel of christ this is what our nation's going to be built on the the church and the state will be the same will come together but i think they kept it separate if i'm not mistaken they kept it separate for the reason of i think because of great britain that's that's the main reason why they left great britain because of the way the church and the state was together and it was causing all these various problems and they're like well i don't want to be a part of that because it's suppressing my freedom of religion um and all these other freedoms that i should have and i want to break away from that and make my own nation which isn't quote-unquote dependent upon that where the church and the state are together but they're separate i kind of look at a christian nation is where the church and your governmental, it, it's all one and the same. And you have that governance where it's every, every single, you know, Christian idea, you know, every single, every single ethic of Christianity is engraved into the society, the laws, the, um, just, just everything. That's what I kind of view as a Christian nation, because that—that's where the content would come in, like music. What makes Christian music, mu- or what makes music Christian, is the content of it. Um, and if it's not that content, you know, if you just have maybe one or two things sprinkled in, but the rest are more, quote unquote, um, what would I call it? More. Uh, I'd say, okay, this disagreement with Christianity or, or doesn't really align with the views or doesn't really um, foundationally match up with Christianity, then I don't think it's a Christian nation, if that makes sense. Now, I could be, you, you're a better critical thinker than me, so <laughs> you could probably shoot some fire no, at me right that. now because I'm just, I'm just, I, that's how I'm viewing it. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, but. Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, because me and Derek have actually n- never talked about this before. Like, this is we didn't even really talk about this before filming. He just said he wanted to bring up politics, and I was like, "All right." Um, so, the idea that the that the founding fathers were so I, I would push back on the idea that the founding fathers were 
Diaz, they 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 actually weren't across the board Diaz. They there was like I said, there was some Christianity adjacent beliefs. Like most of them would be, they believed in a benevolent benevolent personal God from which we get rights and things like that, right? But they they weren't across the board Diaz. Like George Washington, John Adams. And speaking to what you said about the separation of church and state, which really isn't something that was ever, I think that's a that's a, a myth that you've probably heard about the separation of church and state. The separation of church and state was never something that was stated anywhere in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. It was not a, a founding governmental principle of America. People in modern times who want to separate Christianity from government and want to separate our religious views from the public square have promulgated that myth there is there is like one slight reference to it in like a personal letter of thomas jefferson's but it was never referenced in any of the actual founding documents and you even look at people like george washington and john adams john adams being the father of the constitution they were very clear and insistent that the nation actually had to be religious that religion was essential to Christianity. John Adams is the one who said that our constitution only works when the, mm-hmm. when the people of the country are religious. He said the constitution is for a moral and religious people and it's unfit to govern any other. Uh-huh, and so I agree with that. And also speaking to what you said about the separation of church and state, one of the main reasons that they didn't establish a church at the federal level like an official state church, uh, state being, you know, federal, the federal state was because in early America, the states themselves, like as in the 13 colonies, which became the 13 states, they had state churches already on the state level. They had, Mm -hmm. they had, uh, they had state churches. And so they didn't establish one in the federal government over all of them. So it's actually, this whole idea of separation between church and state at the start of America isn't, it's not what it's been made out to be. And the uh-huh. founders were very um, in support of, of religion playing a major role in politics because they themselves were very religious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I, I looked it up, not to hear the misquote here, but mm-hmm. it says Washington, Jefferson, Franklin, Madison, and Monroe practice a faith called deism. Yeah, and I've I've seen that too, but I'm I mean I've also seen stuff that says they they didn't, right? I mean I've, but so I yeah. mean that's what I'm saying. It's kind of that's why I'm saying that's what I'm calling what they believed kind of Christian adjacent because it wasn't explicitly yeah. Christian for all of them, but it it's not necessarily explicitly deism either. You know, there's kind of yeah, mixed that, historical yeah. records on what they actually believed because they they they, I mean they definitely said things that can go either way. I think that's an interesting point you brought up about with morals and how a nation thrives if, if it's more more religious and, and, and how it thrives. And I know I've read some articles um, and one article was about, I think it was marriage. So it's about mm-hmm. the more religious views on marriage. Like usually those nations are the ones that have, that usually last the longest. But when, like we see, a sexual revolution comes in through, you know, the 70s where it's like, you know, 
I don't, I don't even know the sex role. It, it's all I got to say. It's, it's progressively gotten worse. We're up to the point now where, you know, um, we are very immoral in marriage. Uh, well, sex outside mm-hmm. of marriage, but you also have uh, gay marriage. If like we're if we really want to, if we call that a marriage by the state, by the government, they call it a marriage. But we both probably say it, it's not a marriage under the you know confines of God. You know what He says a biblical marriage is. But it was just showing how like the more physical, f- 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 I can't speak. Let's just say mm-hmm. more religious you are, the the more your society thrives, which I find super interesting to a point. Because of the way, the more religious you are, the less hindrance there is to, um, the less likely you're to commit sin. Um, now, I'm not saying sin in the heart, because some people, like we were saying, in, I think two episodes ago, I think that would be episode 10, where... You know, you could be the most morally out, upright person with your heart totally far away from God. But the more you uphold those moral principles and uphold those those moral, you know, things that are, you know, that, that God has, that, that's more closer to the truth that God has laid out um, for us to follow, the more the nation thrives, which I find very interesting in how it goes away from this picture of how sin the, the farther we get away from God, it brings more sin and how that sin corrodes. So like our nation, I would say it's deteriorating amongst itself because of the way we look at the fundamental thing with, with sex and all that. How, you know, people look at marriage as something that's not very, it's like, eh, I can leave the relationship, which has its effects with divorce and their kids. Um, but then you have, you know, same sex marriages, which what, what does that cause? Less kids to have like less kids, you'll have less kids. And if you have less, and then we'll throw an abortion in there too, um, where that creates less kids. And if you have less kids, then the future of your nation is basically, it's like, it's like the problem China's running into where they cut off that line where they couldn't have enough kids. So now they're having population problems where like, we don't have enough people to, uh, to govern or to, um, headphones just died to govern, um, these people, uh, or not to govern these people to, uh, my mind's blanking right now. Long week of school, uh, to, to, uh, fill in these jobs. So we don't have uh-huh. enough people people to fill in these jobs. And now, since there's not enough people to fill in these jobs and we're running into all these other problems, our nation's going to collapse because there's not enough people to run it. And that's where America is kind of running into uh, some things studies have shown where there's just less and less kids happening because of these effects of sin that are entering into our country. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a, a Muslim country take marriage for example again they're having more kids and guess what their nation is set up for the future and they're more they're more or less not saying they their their views correct on who god is but they're more or less bringing more life you know they're they're living where god tells us to procreate you know and, and multiply uh the world and they're doing that and guess what their nations their nations are, are set for the future, while our nation here is just deteriorating because of us not 
going farther away from the 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 truth uh, uh the, the the truth that god has set or that standard or or what he says is right and true um which i i found interesting that you pointed out um i don't know if you wanted to add anything to that um yeah so i would say that um so putting aside what religion the founding fathers were because actually if we're agreeing that they supported a um a moral and religious nation, even on the governmental mm-hmm. level, then it doesn't actually matter specifically what religion each of them held to. Yeah. Um, because like mm-hmm. I said, I think that there is historical un there's a historical lack of clarity. And I think that a lot of people who are anti-Christian have exaggerated the unchristian beliefs of the founding fathers. But I also think that certain Christians have exaggerated the Christian belief of the founding fathers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's as clear cut either way as, people on either side would want to believe um but putting that aside like i said if we're agreeing then that the government in the country has to be moral and religious then the question is what morality and what religion because if the government has to be moral and religious what i think it has to be I think every government has to be mm-hmm. moral and it has to be religious there is this there's a lie that people will say that like um you can't legislate morality which isn't true because every law legislates morality, every single one. And so a government, if we're agreeing that a government, specifically our government, has to be moral and religious, the question is what morality and what religion? And as a Christian, I want it to be Christian morality and Christian religion. Mm-hmm. If I mean, if the government has to be a certain religion, if a government has to exemplify the values of a certain ethical system, then I want it to be mine. I want it to be the Christian one, right? So that would mean, I I guess that would mean that I'm a Christian nationalist then, if that's what we're talking about. If that's what Christian nationalism means to you, the embodiment Uh of Christian values in government, then that would make me a Christian nationalist. Because Uh if a government has to pick a certain value set, I want it to be the Christian value set. So if you're a Christian, do you want the government to choose a different value set that isn't the Christian one? Hmm. Um, I would not, but at the same time, and we were kind of talking about this before the, the, the podcast, before we started the film is it's this two way street with, with morality. Um, and I think with Christian nationalism, you are i this is where i struggle with is where you're gonna force down christ upon people and if if we're being honest here that doesn't really work out um we can we can go back i I remember a story um with the conquistadors i forget what which one it was but it was this native american who was like you know and don't get me wrong, half the stuff they were doing were out of pocket. Like, definitely not Christ-like. Um, so, yeah. like, some of those, like... Sp- out yeah, of pocket, for but sure. Like, but it's like, it's like, they were trying to say, before, they, they said, you have a choice, okay? You can either accept Christ as personal Lord or Savior, or I can kill you right here. And the guy said, the Indian said, if, I, if I'm not, he was like... If that is the God you serve, 
basis on his actions, then I rather die. And this is where mm-hmm. the contrary view I come from is like, well, we, we, we force all these people to, to hold up the, the, the Christian worldview. Okay, all the, the, the morals and, and, and everything. And, and I think there's fundamentally some things that they, they should uphold, like abortion. But if, if we're looking at, take for example, sexual immorality, like we we're talking about, you know, same-sex couples. Or same-sex people who you know homo- homosexual or lesbians or gays like they're the same thing. Uh, that that type of sexual orientation. If we ban that, that's gonna be that. My point of view that will make people less likely to believe in the gospel than if we said, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. You can live the way you want to live, okay? Morally, you know, you want to do whatever you want, you know. But that's where we, that's where we 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 take a foothold and show them who Christ is through our actions, um, and and through the preaching of the gospel, through our actions, and say, hey, like I see your lifestyle, I disagree with it wholeheartedly, but I'm still gonna love you through with it, and if you wanna you wanna go and and, and do that, by all means do that, but mm-hmm. I'm not, I I won't agree with it but by all means do that but I'm still going to serve you I'm still going to love you if you need something to be met I will meet that need if you need rent to be paid for example for one month I will pay that rent you you know we we show them who Christ is we sh- we act like Christ to them and that that's a greater way of getting a hold or ha- planting a seed that God can get a hold of their hearts where God like we're saying can the only one who can transform someone's heart you know, we can't we can't force someone who is who is who has same tr- sex attraction, you know, that 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 tendency, you know, that temptation to go in. We can't change that for them. We can put all the laws in the world on that and make it illegal, have them go to prison for it. But that doesn't mean their hearts change. And that's where I'm like, ah, I don't know if we should do it. You know, I don't know if the Christian nationalist groups that are rising up to bring a political party that kind of bans all these things is like, I'm sitting back like, I'm wrestling with it. It was like, oh, well, will they, will, will, will people be more likely to come to Christ through it? Um, but I mean, I could be totally wrong. That's just how my viewpoint is. Yes, I want to uphold Christian morals. But at the same time, like, I think if you try to force those morals on someone else, they're less likely to believe in the gospel that you believed in. Um, Because I know if I was in their shoes and if I believed something like they did and said, and someone tried to say, well, that's illegal to do, I'm going to be like, hey, no, I'm not going to. You know, I, I, I will feel a certain way, even though it's wrong. I'm not saying it's not wrong. Even though, like, the things they do are wrong. I'm not talking about the same sex, but other aspects like abortion and stuff, um, which I guess would be banned. I, I agree it should be banned. But, like, with other aspects, I, I don't know what else we would throw into there. Um, but it's just that wrestling feeling is the gospel less liable to impact lives through just making laws and regulations. Um, it's kind of my, 
my rant for that um the wrestling you can try to clear out my words or explain something better to me so yeah i think that your concern there is to put it bluntly really dramatic (laughs) you you're hearing me say that christian values should be represented in government and you are saying oh so people should be put to death like the conquistadors no, 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 no. did. That's just that's just an example. I'm just saying, like if you That's what you're saying though. You're you're saying that Christian nationalism is like the conquistadors where the logical extent of that is killing people who aren't Christians. No, no, no. I just I just use that as an example, but I'm saying like if you try to say you can't do this to someone who already believes it's right and we're gonna throw them in prison or jail or fine them a fee, I mean I just don't see the, 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 it's very hard to. Yeah, but that's not what Christian nationalism is. Like, uh, not, not even that Christian nationalism is, put, it's, not, it's not putting people to death for not being Christian. It's also not putting people in jail for not being Christian. It's also not fining them for not being Christian. Like, it's not punishing people for not being Christian. That's not at all what Christian nationalism is from the way I understand it. And that's what I, that's what I, what I said before is like, if Christian, I, I would be considered a Christian nationalist if Christian nationalism means Christian values and Christian morality being represented in government and, and in our laws. If that's simply what it means, then yeah, I'm a Christian nationalist. But so from that ideology, from the one that I'm saying that I support, which is that, that's that doesn't mean putting people in jail or I mean, especially not killing them. It doesn't even mean putting people in jail or finding them for not being Christian or not going to church or not professing Christ. I've never heard a single person who is in support of Christianity being represented in government in laws support anything like that it's not even saying people putting people to death or even putting people in jail for being gay or having same-sex attractions or anything like that it's not jailing people for that that's like that's like way down the rabbit hole that's like way slippery slope type thing for us to say that this is for us to say simply that this is a christian nation and we prioritize christian values and we have christianity and our theism at the center of our values and that's what mm-hmm. spread, that that's what our fundamental ideas in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence that's where that springs from is a fundamentally Christian. Even if all the founders weren't Christian themselves, it was still coming from a fundamentally Christian society because Western civilization and the values that have come from that do come from a place of Christianity. It's saying that it all comes from that base, right? And then our values reflect Christianity. It's not. It's not enforcing Christianity by law. It's not forcing people to go to church, forcing people to profess Christ, forcing people to stop having same-sex attraction. It's not. It's not any of that. It's not. It's not forcing anyone to be Christian, but it is enforcing Christian morality to a certain extent, much, much more than we are now in government. So, would you say? So, let, let's say that extent. So, Christian morality. Um, Let's throw some ideas. So, would sexual immorality be a law? You, anything outside the con- confines of marriage would be a law that if you break that law, like they say, if you break a law in America, you're going to serve some time. Would that be mm-hmm. something you would throw in? Or would you would you leave that out? Because that's, that's a that's a, a ethic of Christianity. That's a, the morality of Christianity. It's wrong. And I agree mm-hmm. it's wrong, but if we put that in, which I think I think Christian nationalism would do because it is a law in a sense, 
then everyone who gets caught and breaks that law, they're going to serve time. It's not like they'll they'll be left free or they'll pay a fine. It's not like, oh, well, you know, would, would you think would you think that would be a law or would, would you think that's Yeah, so um well, there are two parts of it. There's there's my answer and there's my preface that my answer actually doesn't matter. My my answer what what my answer is doesn't matter to the Yeah. the fundamental because what I'm telling you is that Um, what's it called? Christian nationalism. Christian nationalism, as I understand it, and as I hear people talk about it all the time because I listen and read people who are Christians who want their Christian beliefs enacted in government and in laws, and so they would be considered Christian nationalists. I listen and read what they say all the time, and I've never heard a single person explain that, that every that following every single tenet of Christianity, that like homosexuals are going to be jailed or killed or anything like that, or that people are gonna be forced to be christian never heard anyone even suggest that and so the um the idea is not that every single tenet if you don't follow every single tenet of christianity then you go to jail it's not the idea but it is about enforcing christian morality and seeing more christian morality represented in government and in law more more so than we are right now much more so than we are right now so it's not about legislating every single point of christianity now to answer your actual question though it would depend i mean there are certain things about christian sexual morality that i think should be enforced by law and there's some that i don't know and there's some that i think shouldn't be like for example like adultery like if you cheat on your husband or your wife that should be illegal like i I would be totally in support of that being illegal that's that's set that's christian sexual Mm -hmm. ethics right but there's a lot of areas that I'm like, well, I'm not sure how we would, how we would legislate that, or if we should, or maybe we shouldn't expressly endorse it, but like we shouldn't criminalize it, or you know, there's lots of things because this is, I mean, this is different. This is different than theology, right? Than me saying something is right or wrong, right? This is a matter of government, and so I mean, personally, I don't really. It's not something that I, I care to like really preach on because it's you know my my opinion is on certain laws. It's, it's not really relevant to my, my, um, I don't know. It's not what I, I get, what I, not something I, I have a drive to talk about. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm not, I'm not very passionate about that type of stuff. And so, um, but I am as an extent of my theology, I guess. But, but my point is that the idea isn't to enforce and legislate and criminalize every single mm-hmm. point of Christianity, but it is to get it represented more so. But yeah, with some aspects of even sexual ethics, like I said, adultery, I would be fine if it was illegal. Yeah. Um, would you Would you give me another example of maybe some other law that would be implemented that's not now, apart from abortion, but some other law that w- w- would Christian ethics bring to? Gay marriage. Gay marriage shouldn't be recognized by the uh-huh. government because it, in the Christian worldview, it doesn't it doesn't exist. Christian mar- or gay marriage isn't yeah. a real mm-hmm. thing, right? Marriage is exclusively between a man and a woman. To men or two women can't like ontologically they Mm -hmm. cannot be married and so that would be one um was that a punishable crime because i know it got legalized and back but was that a punishable crime when before people couldn't get well people couldn't technically get married but people couldn't Uh, even but before mm -hmm. before it was recognized by the government they couldn't they wouldn't have they would just live together right they would just live together you you know that was eight years ago that got legalized or something like that yeah 
feels like that's crazy. it's been around forever, honestly. Like, it feels like it's such a I mean, fundamental part. Like, even, like, conservative, like, Republicans and stuff, not to tangent off, but, like, even conservatives and Republicans, like, they don't even, they don't even see that they, they don't even want or they don't even want to overturn that decision, right? Like, they don't even, they don't even want to change that. Like, they've, yeah. it's, in eight years, we've gone from, like, the majority of people opposing it to both major parties in the two-party system supporting it completely and not hey. even going to challenge it. It's very interesting how, like, it, and that makes it feel like it, that decision has been around forever. Like, it's weird to think, like, mm-hmm. for most of our lives, like, that, even in our young lives, like, most of our young lives, that wasn't a thing. So. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. But you know why, you know, they all jumped on the bow as votes. So, I mean. Yeah. And I think because when something becomes so normal and becomes so popular and, like, promoted and, um, yeah, it becomes hard to uh, oppose it because I think they're just scared of being called homophobic or like bigoted yeah. or it's you know like what I mean mm-hmm. like that's like you're evil in the eyes of the world like the whole world yeah basically um, the whole mainstream culture if you would oppose that decision right and um, so yeah, I think that's why they've kind of just left that decision on the back burner and not really cared about it. But yeah. to answer your point, yeah, there's several areas where I think that Christian morality, even even so far as just because the majority of laws, I would say, or maybe not the majority of laws, but like a lot of the big ones we think of, like they already criminalize all the big stuff that Christianity would have, like like murder and like rape yeah. and all this like mm-hmm. crazy stuff that like obviously is very evil in Christianity. Like it's already illegal, right? So it's not that it's not that our laws don't line up at all with Christianity. It's that. I think they need to line up more. And so I think there are several areas, but even and this, this point is important. I think that, um, yeah, we want it to be represented more than it is right now, but even, even just not even in the law and what we make legal and illegal. I think that we think so much about government and what government is in terms of what it makes legal and illegal, but also a huge part of it is just what values is the government and the people in power promoting even just through their speech, not necessarily through their laws of what's legal and illegal, but like what is the, what type of values is the president supporting? You know, what, what type of values are the, is the establishment of the government, the state, what, what type of values is the state promoting and encouraging in society? Right? Like a lot of the anti-Christian stuff kind of what what is opposed to this idea at least my interpretation of what christian nationalism is it's not what's legal and illegal it's not what actually is in the law it's more what the people in power are promoting you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. more it's more uh joe biden's uh monkeypox remember the monkeypox that was a little when that was a thing that everybody was worried about over the summer his like monkeypox outbreak coordinator was like this um this like fetishist who like ran a like like a kink dungeon and he like did photo shoots wearing like pentagrams and like crazy like it was crazy like he was like a satanic fetishist professionally and he was like being promoted in government and like he was like the face of their response and like he was being paraded out Mm -hmm. by 
by the state, right? And there are plenty of examples of people like that, right? And so it's more so, in my opinion, the idea of Christian nationalism, what I think is important, is less so changing the laws, but I think that's one major aspect of it, but it's also what values and morals are we promoting socially through the state? Like, what are the people in power promoting and what are they discouraging, right? Because even if you don't want to criminalize homosexuality, if, if, if you want to say, like, okay, we won't, if a government won't restrict, you know, they'll they'll stop recognizing same-sex marriage, but they won't make it illegal if people have, you know, same-sex attractions and they act on them, right? We won't make that illegal. But what I'm more focused on is what is the government actually promoting? Like, I would be much, much happier if the government was actively discouraging that type of behavior, actively discouraging those type of lifestyles that I think are harmful, mm-hmm. right? I think those type of Christian values should be represented not just in our law, but in actually what is being espoused by the state. And so I, in, as a reminder of that this, that's, that this is fundamentally, fundamentally Christian. We give people a certain amount of leeway in how they want to live their lives and the things they want to believe, right? We do give them a certain amount of leeway in how they want to live. But from the top and from the most fundamental part of our state, I think it needs to be clear that this is a Christian nation, that like these are the values yeah. that we espouse. Even if you don't think it was a Christian nation to begin with, I think that's also kind of irrelevant, although I think it's 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 a good thing to talk about, but it is kind of irrelevant to like to the the fundamental fact of politics that every state, every government has to be religious. Every state, every government has to be moral in some way. It has to pick yeah. a religion, it has to pick a morality. If it, it can pick secular atheism, it can pick um, it can pick Satanism, it can pick Christianity, right? It can pick Islam, right? There are Islamic nations and Governments all have to pick a value set, right? Even if they didn't in the beginning or they picked, or even if they didn't pick one, uh, even if they didn't pick Christianity to begin with, it's irrelevant to the fact that every government has to pick one. And I think that the one that we pick should be Christian because I'm Christian. And even if that doesn't mean legislating every part of Christianity or criminalizing every sin, it does mean from the level of the state espousing and promoting Christian values and morality and lifestyles, uh-huh. encouraging people to go to church, encouraging people to give up sinful lifestyles and pursue virtuous lifestyles. I think that's what's yeah. most important. And that's what I think is most important to Christian nationalism. Yeah. Um, would you think, because where, where, I, where I sway from this is, don't you think it's our as Christians in the here and right now, is it, it's our mission to do that apart from the government. Now, I'm not saying there should be important voices in the government who, who, do, who does, you know, say those things. But at the same time, isn't it our responsibility to let's take it back to discipleship uh, and going to people and trying to not influ- influencing them for the kingdom? And saying, hey, like, there's a better way than the life you're living today, you know? All the, all this all this stuff that you're going towards is, is very, very unfulfilling. It's not going to bring you anything. I'm not saying the government shouldn't encourage that, because I think people in the government should. But at the same time, if you have the, the whole, I mean, it, it, it would be nice. 
But at the same time, in the here and right now, it's our responsibility to do that ourselves, you know, to people. And we ask ourselves as Christians, have we been doing that with people? Have we been going down to our college campus uh, with people in the LGBTQ community and, and just conversing with them and just talking to them, trying to get their their side their side of view how how they that how they think, you know. And, but but also trying to influence them and, and winning them, you know, to the kingdom by by being like Christ to them and and preaching that good news, preaching those this this standard of morality that brings life to people, you know. And and I would say, well, let's overshadow that with with Christian national with the with the government. But at the same time, as people of the faith, we have to take responsibility. I have to take better responsibility of saying, hey, like going to talk to people, conversing with them, you know, going to the to the slums, you know, the people don't want to go to, you know, talking to those people in the LGBTQ community, making even somewhat somewhat friends with them, saying, hey, like, you know, and, and just conversing with them and being friends with them, you know? And I'm not saying, well, Jesus was friends with sinners, and I'm not saying we should abhor and say that is right. By no means we should not say that's right. But at the same time, we should have that influence because some, we're getting influenced by someone. It doesn't matter who we are, Christian, atheists buddhists you know it, do, it doesn't matter but we have to say well as christian isn't that our responsibility apart from the government apart from having the government so if we're not doing it ourselves right now why do we think well the government's going to come into place and we'll put in a christian thing where they can do it you know and it's like it's like I go back and it's kind of convicting on my part because like, well, I don't do that. I don't take responsibility on myself to do that, you know? And, and I don't, I don't think I also go back to, I don't think God, Jesus has not come into this world to make a, a, a physical kingdom per se. He didn't come and to make a physical kingdom. He came to make a, in a, a, a sense, a spiritual one. Um, I was just reminded of John, John eighteen thirty six, which says, uh, "My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would not have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the this world. You know, the the if we 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 are we are a, there's a heavenly kingdom, not a physical kingdom." And the only way we can influence people is by planting those seeds in those people's hearts so God can grow them, which the government would help if we had a Christian government. But at the same time, I know you're saying, but that be the thing I'm worried about is, well, if we just, if it's all over the place, you know, and they're hearing it messages, you know, it's like, um, it's like, wouldn't, wouldn't I get sick and tired of hearing that over and over again? And you guys encouraging me. Cause I mean, it's like me now, like, I don't know about you, but I get sick and tired of all the, the stupid ads that, that come on, uh, with, with different politicians supporting certain issues like abortion. Um, bro, disconnect, disconnected again. Like those stupid ads that talk about abortions, mm -hmm. right? You know, 
And it's like over and over again, I hear it. And it just really makes me, it just makes me mad because it's so ungenuine because I look at that person and I say, really, like, really, it, it, it doesn't really make a relationship, a relational aspect to it. And I think as, as Christians, like, there needs to be some sort of relational aspect and authenticity towards people who have various different views of us because of the way it's, 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 I, I go back to if they, and I'm not saying you can't make anyone to believe what I'm saying. Like if they trust you more, it's like anyone, if you trust them more, you'll be willing to listen to them, be willing to talk to them more. And that's the same way with, with, with us spreading our faith and, and being that influence in other people's lives, even those who we disagree with. Um, and that's why I have a problem with making poli- Christian politics. And I'm not saying the morals and all that are bad and the, the influences, you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't be with the culture wars or, you know, or, but, but I'm just saying like, it's that, it's that bad thing. It's like that, that, that effect where it's like, I don't know. Like, it's like, it's like, if we're not taking responsibility now to do that, what makes us think that even if we do have a government that does, we'll do that, you know? Um, so I guess I would take it back to more of a personal stance where it's, it's our responsibility, not, not our governments. Cause then we'll pinpoint on the governments. I, I know we'll be like, well, the government will solve it. You know, you know, the government, you know, they'll evangelize to those people. It's like we always go run to the government to fix our issues, which is one of the worst things ever. But we always do it. I mean, people do it today, both sides of the party. Um, the government's gonna fix my issues, you know. They're gonna fix, you know, all these all these issues that we have, you know, racism and and all this, or you know, just hmm. if you're on talking about conservative side, like, oh, what, all these false ideologies that the leftists are pushing, like. Like and they think, oh, they're gonna solve these. No, they're not gonna solve these issues for us. They're not gonna solve the poverty, you know, child poverty in the nation. They're not gonna solve any of that, you know. They're not gonna solve any of that. And that that's where I, I say we we would put our trust in the government instead of putting as Christians putting our trust in God, and His gospel. Because I always and will always say that the the greatest disease that faces our nation today in the world is sin. That's the disease, and as Christians, we have the cure, which is Christ. And you go, doesn't matter where you go. It could be, it could, you could go around the inner city right now, and you have a drug addict. And, you know, he may be a know-nothing, has three kids, drug addict. And you preach the gospel to him, he accepts Christ. That not only changes his life, but guess what? Those three kids, that changes their life for the rest of, you know, for forever that changes his wife if he's married still that changes everything that's where it, where it goes to you know that's where that's where that's what will solve the disease that's Amer- in america today and cure it is is the gospel of christ that's what changes lives and as christians i look at it we need to take more responsibility i need to take more responsibility upon that and having that influence where i walk in the room and i'm not afraid to speak up about my belief but i do it in love and I'm not going to put responsibility on another another government to, to do that for me because Jesus didn't come to bring down a physical 
government. He came down to bring a a heavenly one. Because his kingdom is not of this world. I, I understand what you're saying. Okay, because you, you're bringing up a hundred million yeah, yeah, okay, things yeah, that yeah, I just... can respond to, and it's yeah, I have a ton to respond to now. Um, I don't even know where to begin because like so much of that was okay. So your, your basic point is that. Your basic point is that the world is so sinful that we should, I, mean, I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around your, your point, honestly. Your, your point is that the world is so sinful that we need to, as individuals, go around to people evangelizing, but... God forbid that we as a collective society in a body politic coalesce, we get together and promote our values in politics. What you're suggesting is this like weird mutual, mutual exclusivity between enforcing or representing Christian values in government and evangelizing and local efforts to convert people to Christianity. You're, you're, you're acting like those two things are separate. You're saying, how can we promote Christian values in government when every single one of us isn't every single day out on the streets evangelizing to people in need? It just, doesn't make sense how you how you can act like those things are exclusive how we can't do this because we're not doing this but even though we are doing this but we're just not doing it perfectly no and so you're saying that it's hypocritical of us when we aren't you're saying that we aren't evangelizing perfectly or as well as we should be and so it would be it would be hypocritical of us to promote our values in government you're you are saying there's a there's a difference between we as people as personal individuals promoting an an ideology and a value set and the government promoting that promoting that value set you're saying we on the ground personally individually need to promote these values we can't look to the government to do that but we live in america where we have a a self-governing republic where the government is supposed to be the people it's the voice of the people our, our government is run by our representatives and so they need to represent us in our values if we all share common values the representatives our representative government is supposed to represent us in our values and so you're drawing this distinction where there actually is no difference you're saying that how can the government do something when, when that's our responsibility as the people well the government's supposed to be by the people for the people so if we have a certain value set that we want to promote not only should we be doing that on the street not only should we be doing that in our personal lives by embodying the values and talking to people on a personal level about it but we should also use our representatives to pass laws and promote our morals and our vision for a country in the government. That's the whole point of a self-governing republic democratic system that we have. There, It's not this separate thing like you're saying where they're completely separate and to do one without perfectly doing the other is hypocrisy. And how can we have the government do something and rely on them to do something instead of doing it ourselves as if one, it's one or the other when rather we can just promote our values and our beliefs in government through our representatives because that's how a democratic republic is supposed to work or 
I mean, as well, we can be on the street on a personal level promoting the values and promoting the beliefs. So how, why are you saying that, so why are you saying that there's this, this exclusivity where we can only do one or the other and how dare we use the government when we aren't perfectly evangelizing? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, okay, so you have a government who puts down these laws and you can't, these laws won't change people's hearts. That's what I'm saying. What, what did the Catholic Church get into the problem with? Why do you have a bunch of Catholics, or well, let's go po- or the the higher up who are priests. I'm not saying it's it's the problem, but you have a bunch of laws, give for example, intact, that are there, that are to hinder people. But guess what? Those laws never change the heart of those men. So why is there so much pedophilia in the in, in, in a sense of? Christian churches today, or or Catholic churches. Why is there so much sin? I I am saying you can't. You're missing a point. All because I'm looking at it as the heart and aspect of it. You can make as many laws as you want, but if you don't change the heart of that person, it's not going to make them to stop committing those things. You can force it. I'm looking at the more of a a, a person's aspect and their their soul. Where I don't want to force something on them that they that they they will they will still have and, and that goes for Christians too in the church where we can make a bunch of laws up and say well you got to do this that and that and you 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 but their their hearts never change they never fully give their heart to God and if you make a bunch of laws up saying you have to follow this that and that you know you'll never change those people's hearts you never give them the cha- their hearts will just become hardened towards God. And I'm, I, that's that's why the, the, I'm on the wayside of it because of the way that is what will happen. And what would be the whole point if you put in a bunch of laws and their hearts just are never changed? If we're if we're going from a Christian perspective, because we want their hearts changed, we want them to know Christ. But if their hearts never change, and we just try to force it down their throat, saying you you're gonna have to do all these things that you are not morally capable of so we we would we would lessen their freedom of choice which the founding fathers quote unquote came to give so i look at if christian nationalism stayed the way it is and then the laws there'll be only two two genders correct They'll, they'll be male, the sex is male and female, genders male and female, there'll be no, none of that, LGBTQ or any of that, I, I would suppose, correct, if we're talking about ethically. What, you're talking about that stuff would be discouraged or made illegal? Would it be made illegal? Well, that's, I already explained that, I already explained that the specific illegal. laws don't really matter, it's just, it's like, there's nuance to it and the things are going to be different, but the principle is that but, promoting Christian values in government... But but if you force those things onto those people, what make you, what makes you think they'll come to believe? Who I I never said anything about making them come to believe. That's that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm but, saying. That my point is. But in that's doing that. that's why that's why that's why I'm saying that the foundation of Christian nationalism is you you you're you're just saying well there'll be some principles and and ethics. But I mean, if I'm looking at a christian nation that means everything has to be upheld. yeah all christian yes all christian ethics should be promoted by the state the state should promote all aspects of christian morality it's not you saying would, that you would not make them the law 
You would not make them in the law. You would engrave them in the law, correct? Every single minute part? No. I don't think that every single minute part of Christian ethics needs to be legislated or criminalized. But I'm saying that Christian ethics and morality and values should be promoted by the government. And so I don't understand why you're you're saying, well, that doesn't change their hearts. In in regard to that, that doesn't actually matter all that much that in terms of our laws, because it's better for people to act virtuously when their heart's not in it than for them to sin with their heart fully on fire for that sin. It is much better to force people to be virtuous against their will than it is to let sin abound. Your solution to a world that is plagued by sin, as you said, the biggest sickness in the world, is to allow sin to flourish and to legalize it and to let it be fine because, well, if we say that this sin is illegal, well, then it won't actually change anything and their hearts won't be in it and they won't be converted to Christianity. And it's that's that's your argument when that actually doesn't matter. It's just about reducing sin and promoting a society that values Christian ideals. And if you think that if a country from the state level is promoting through their words and through legislation, Christian values, Christian values, Christian values, do you really think that there's going to be no change a generation or two from now? I mean, look at how our country used to be. Rewind a hundred years ago. I mean, a lot's gotten better and a lot's gotten worse. But Christian values were much more common and much more widespread. Why? Because it was represented in law. It was represented by the representatives. It was espoused by the state. And that affected people. Even though there were people that didn't disagree, that didn't agree with it, their hearts weren't in it. They didn't want to follow those laws, but they did because it was the law. That still created a virtuous society. It still created a culture that valued that stuff. And that's what's important. It's not about every single person being converted. It's about setting the standard from the state level of what our society is going to look like and value. Uh, so would you say it's virtuous or virtuous to beat your wife, which I mean happened a lot? No, which that would, would be say illegal. It's virtuous, <laughs> but 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 what are you saying? But that when but but in in the nation, okay, in the nation, in the fifties, forties, abuse. Who cares? What's the, what's the relevance the of that? Who cares? But, but no, I'm saying you're saying, well, there's all these laws put into place. That doesn't mean sin won't abound. Yeah. So what you're saying is that unless a law can reduce all sin, then it shouldn't be enacted at all. You're saying that the unless the law is perfect, unless the law takes away all sin, which it never will, you're saying it shouldn't be enacted. You're saying no laws should be enacted because sin will happen anyway. No, the, no, I'm saying... I'm saying the only way you make people not sin is by is not by what you put in the law, but it's by preaching the gospel of Christ and planting those seeds into those hearts and letting that grow. Because all because, yeah, you may put laws on them. Yeah, it's it's illegal to abuse your wife. Does does that not mean people still do it? You know? Did people still do it? Is people still were they were they over drinking? You know, were they getting drunk? Yes. Were people still having sex outside of marriage? Yes. You can't change people's behaviors if you put it in the law. The only way you change people's behaviors is by the heart. That's the only way. All right. Well, I guess that's just where we're gonna fundamentally disagree because you think the law doesn't work, so you think that 
rape should be legal, murder should be legal, assault should be legal, everything should be oh, legal because no, you just no, said I, what you I just said saying, is that the law uh, never am, changes people's behaviors. You just said the law never changes people's behaviors. That just came out of your mouth. You just said that people's behaviors do not change based on the law. So the law has see, no purpose. I think on the other hand that if you tell someone we're going to kill you if you do this, we're going to put you in jail or you're going to get the death penalty if you do these things, then they are much less likely to do that. Paul writes in the Dune Testament that we have to have respect for the authority of the law because the state does not wield the sword in vain because there is the threat of the government enacting virtue on you, enacting morality on you. The threat of death is there. The threat of punishment by the government is there because that changes people's behavior. You might think that the government and that laws do nothing to affect people's behavior. But that's not true. People are discouraged from doing certain things when they're illegal. And when they're legal, they're encouraged to do them. That's how the law works. It's not perfect. You're saying that sin still happens. You're saying people still beat their wives. People still murder. People still overdrink. Yeah. They because do. the law cannot be perfect. I didn't, I'm not saying you're wrong. You're right. The law doesn't reduce all sin. I'm not saying the law takes away all sin. But it does reduce it to less it discourages it so you're what you are saying is that unless the government can perfectly cleanse all people from sin you're saying unless the government can make it so that there is never sin in a nation ever again you're saying unless sin the problem of sin can be absolutely cured by the state then the state should never pass a single law to discourage sin you're saying unless it can be perfect we should never try at all and i think that is I completely no, wrong. No, we don't even you have are time taking anymore. no you we are don't even taking have time no you you are you you are taking my words out of because again Derek, I can play the clip right now of you saying that the law never changes behavior. You could put 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 because the law does the law never Okay, changed. and that's where we're why disagreeing. Still like, that's why we're why, disagreeing. Why, why why but I'm not saying but you you're saying I'm saying the law having a law implemented in place is a bad thing, but I'm saying at the same time, if you're withholding every Christian ethic abuse all that sex outside of marriage illegal correct mm-hmm. you can't change those people's hearts by those laws i don't care it's like, why <laughs> it only it matters that they're doing it less i don't but, care but, but but i don't care okay so that's they're, that's so a they're different doing it problem less. that's a different what's, problem so they're doing it less yeah so that's so better they're doing it less what's what's okay that's better that's okay, a better society doing it less. there's less sin but, but that's a better but, country. That's a better culture okay. when people are sinning less, even if their heart's not in it. Now, that's a whole other pro- problem of how we can get their hearts to be in it. How can we can evangelize to them? How can we get them to really care about their morality? But in terms of the law and in terms of the state, I don't care if their hearts are in it as much as they care about them not doing it. If a society is not participating in certain sinful activities, even if people in the society want to, but they're not doing it because they're under threat of punishment, that is a good thing. That's better. Like I said before, it is better to act virtuously when your heart is not in it than it is to passionately sin and have the law completely allow you to do that. It is better. I don't. They're not Christian either way. So if someone's not going to be a Christian either way, I would prefer them to not be a Christian yet act like one than for them to not be a Christian and not act like a Christian. I, I don't. Their heart, their heart, the disposition of their heart does not matter. There's this weird newer like kind of like post liberalism idea that like unless your heart's in it there is no merit to virtue virtue is good for virtue's sake simply doing virtuous acts when you don't want to when your heart's not in it when you completely disagree with the moral standard is a good thing whether or not your heart is in it or not 
Now, that might affect your faith life. That might affect your spiritual life. That might affect your relationship with Christ. doesn't matter. Doing virtuous things is good whether or not your heart is in it. And having a country that allows people and promotes people doing virtuous things and acting in a morally upright way, whether or not their hearts are in it, does create a better society. And I personally am on the mission to create a better society. If, as a person who engages in the political system, I want it to encourage a better society because it has to promote some sort of ethics. Either we're promoting bad ethics or promoting good ethics, a bad ethical system or a good ethical system. And whether or not people agree, I think that Christianity is a good ethical system and I want to see it promoted in law whether or not people are passionate about it or not, I don't care. Now, there's evangelistic efforts that can be made to make their hearts in it. Just like you said, people on the streets, people doing a personal mission of converting people to Christianity. But I don't care as much about that when it comes to making laws. There are people that still want to murder people. There is laws against murder. People still get murdered. But I don't think we should repeal laws against murder simply because, well, it's still going to happen anyway. So you just have to evangelize to all the people who have murder in their hearts instead of criminalizing it. I think that's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. The principle you're espousing would I'm be the not, removal no. of all laws. You said the law does not change people's behaviors. And how can the we law, as Christians justify? Well, can, I, can I explain no. it? You said, you said as Christians, how can we justify promoting certain laws against sin when they're just going to do it anyway? And they're just going to want to do it anyway. I think that we should make certain things illegal, whether or not it's going to happen anyway. Just like with abortion, abortions are still going to happen. I still, still think it should be illegal. Women are still going to want to get abortions. They're still going to have murder in their hearts against their children. I don't care. It should still be illegal because I don't think it should happen. I think they should be forced to just, you know, suck it up. You can't murder your kid, you know, suck it up. You can't cheat on your wife, you know, suck it up. You can't sin, you know, I, I your heart might not be in it. I get that. You know, sometimes I want to sin too, but you just got to suck it up and not sin anyway. And if you do, the cops are going to come and we're going to use the threat of, of the law against you. It's it, I, I it's I'm sorry your heart's not in it. We can have a conversation about the state of your heart and your relationship with Christ. And I want your heart to be in it. I want your heart to be really aligned with virtue and Christian morality. And so we can have that conversation. But in, but legally speaking, you're just not going to kill your kid. You're just not going to cheat on your wife. We're, we're just not going to let you I, because no, this is see, you're, a country. You know, you're, run you're, by missing, us. you're missing the point. I'm not. You're missing point because I did not, <laughs> not say the law is not good, but I'm saying at the same time you are forcing ethical things that yes. are not okay. Already in the con stealing is wrong, correct? Stealing yep, is already wrong. Thing I'm forcing you're forcing else. other, but you you are you are you are going. If you tell someone not to do something, yep, they're going to be more likely to do it. I don't think that's true. If you say that you're going to be put to death if you do that, or you're going to go to jail for a really long time if you do that, then I think they're going to be so, less likely so to do if it. Someone, so if someone sleeps with someone outside the confines of marriage, oh, jail. we'll put them to death? I didn't say death for everything. Jail. Yeah, jail. If you say, if you cheat on your wife, you're going to jail. If you get caught cheating on your wife, you're going to jail for a long time. People would cheat on their wife's, wife's less. I guarantee it. I guarantee if people knew that if I cheat on my wife right now, I am going to go to jail. I guarantee you they would do it less. That's how incentives work. That's how politics works. That's how government works. That's how the law works. You disincentivize certain behaviors by criminalizing it, and you encourage certain behaviors by legalizing it, making things easier, make things, makes things more likely to happen. Making things harder and punishing certain things makes them less likely to happen. If you could really look at me in the eye and tell me that laws against murder actually increase the chance of murder, if you can tell me that telling someone if you do this, we're going to send you to jail or put you to death. 
if that makes it more likely for them to do it, then I just don't think you understand how human beings work. Because someone tells me, you know what, that thing you really want to do, we're going to kill you if you do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, yeah, all right. I'm going to say, I'm, I could live without doing that thing. I, I won't do it. All right, well, I'll stay faithful to my yeah. wife. Well, I won't murder, even if I want to. All right, well, I, I think when, the global when, actually when, works. When we get it, when... When we get a Christian nation and you put every Christian ethic in there, it would be you're a better have place. Everyone abide to, and you have you will have seventy five percent of the country in jail because of the way their hearts are not changed. That's see, you're 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 again, you're strawmanning, you're strawmanning again. You're saying that a Christian nation means every single sin is punishable by life in prison or death or something. You're saying that Christian nation means that every single sin means you're going to jail. No one's saying that. I debunked that. Five minutes into the episode. It's just not true. I already said that every single minute point of Christian ethics is not going to be Christian. No, no, no. Which one, which one would go in the law? Which one would not? Which one would Derek, go? Derek, welcome which to politics. Which Derek, one welcome not? to see, politics. See, we sit and the, debate the, these things. We don't say the law has is purposeless because once you legal, once you make one thing illegal, you just got to make everything illegal. Who's to, who's to say where it ends? It's a slippery slope. If you make murder illegal, you might as well make walking your dog illegal. That. Welcome to politics, Derek. We say that certain things should be legal and certain things should be illegal. We all have different value sets that want to be put in government, and we debate which ones go up there. And then someone says, hey, I think this should be illegal. And I say, well, geez, we're both Christians, but you think that should be illegal. I think, you know, I think we should be a little more lenient on that. And then we debate about it, and we see what the majority of people want. We see what the consensus is in the in the society. Welcome to democratic politics. Welcome to Republican government. That's how it works. We all have different ideas about what should be legal and illegal, and we debate it, and we vote on it, and we elect people who do that for us as well sometimes. That's, I mean, welcome to government. You don't just throw your hands up in the air. That's such a, like I said, that's just such a, a liberal idea, not even the sense of being a Democrat, but I mean like a post-enlightenment liberalism idea that like, oh, well, geez, I mean, you think that should be illegal, and I think it should be legal. You think this, I think this. I mean, who's really to say what's the truth? It's this radical skepticism, radical subjectivism on morality that just says law is essentially pointless because if you make that illegal, that's a slippery slope, and then that could become illegal, and that could become illegal, and who's to say where it stops? Who's to say where no, the legal no, and illegal stuff No, you are missing the point ends? because I you said, whoa, whoa, whoa. See, see, you are missing. No, because I said on the basis of Christian ethics, I said on the basis of Christian mm-hmm. ethics, which is the the standard of truth. I didn't say about what about what they believe. I said on the basis of Christian ethics. I didn't say on the basis of some other ethics, Islamic what ethics. I said on the basis of Christian ethics, what is right and wrong by the standard of the Bible. Those ethics in the Bible, the, the Christian ethics, every Christian ethic. What about it? You're going to put that in the government. You're, you're saying, I'm saying, well, the subjective, oh, you know, go into that, say, well, they believe, you know, bestiality is okay, then that's fine. No, I said on the standard of Christian that's ethics. That's the logical extent of what you're standard saying. standard of God's word to, to, govern, to govern the huh? people. You, you, have the, the, you have the Bible to govern the people in Christian nationalism. You have all, all the, the ethics from the Bible in the government. Okay, and you're telling me we're just gonna go by and say which one is which, and and uh, and vote and and stuff. Yeah, that's what that's what politics is. That's truth, how this works. If this is this, but if this is a standard of truth, correct? Why wouldn't it all go in? 
Well, you know that there's a, there's a bunch of different interpretations of the Bible. And so what I'm saying is that we debate and we have different... I, I told you already that the Christian nationalist belief... I'll say it for the fourth or fifth time now because apparently you're not getting it. The Christian nationalist belief is not at all that every single tenet of Christianity should be legislated, that every single minute sin... If you lie, 10 years in jail. If you cheat on this test in class, 10 years in jail. 15-year-old kid. That's not what anyone is saying. And for the fifth time now, you have strawmanned it because the logical extent of what you are saying is that laws don't matter. You said laws do not affect behavior at all. That's what you said. You said that why put in place a law when that thing is just going to happen anyway? Why put in place a law when sin is still going to exist anyway? Well, geez, I mean, if we can only put in place laws when in a, in a world where sin doesn't exist, then I guess we can never put in laws. That is the logical extent of the syllogism that you are promoting. And then you're walking back and saying, no, I'm not saying that no laws should exist. I'm just saying laws don't work and they're pointless. Like, wh- what? You're, 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 not, you're not being logically consistent at all. I, okay, I said law was not... I did not say law was a bad thing to have. I'm just saying it's a pointless you're going to force a bunch of laws on people. Yes. I... No, there are some, like I said, laws are not a bad thing, but I'm saying you are on the basis of right now, you bring in Christian nationalism, you will have a bunch of people. I'm more worried about life change instead of, well, they can live by the laws and, 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 and you know, and I'm not saying laws are laws because that's how you keep government is how you keep order. God has instilled government to keep order in you know, the nation, you know, and, and every nation. But if you don't, I'm more important. I put more emphasis on the, the changing of the heart because of the way that will not make people want to do those things. That's the perspective I'm coming from. They're not wanting to do those things because they don't desire to. They desire more of God. Yeah, okay. So for the second, third, fourth time now, I'll debunk the same argument that you've put it put out, which is this exclusive, this mutually exclusive concept this this mutual exclusivity between evangelism and converting people to christianity and government enforcing certain ethics you're saying that those things are completely separate you're saying well i mean sure i mean christian ethics in law that's that's one thing but me i'm more focused on converting people to christianity and changing their hearts as if people who promote christian nationalism and people like me don't want to change hearts and don't want to convert people to christianity and don't care about the state of people's hearts it's not the case. You're acting like these are exclusive things where they can't both happen. We can evangelize on the streets and change people's minds and also have a government that doesn't promote the killing of a million babies a year or mutilating children because they are confused in their heads or murdering people or cheating on their wives and their husbands. And I, I think we can do both. We can say that these things should be illegal. They're very, very bad. But then on a personal level, I want to change your heart. I'm not here to report you. I'm not here to like beat you over the head and drag you off the jail myself. I'm here to change your heart on a personal level. But in terms of government, when I get a choice to vote for someone who's going to promote adultery or criminalize adultery, I'm a Christian. So I'm going to vote for the person that's going to criminalize and discourage adultery, for example. When that comes to politics, I'm going to vote for the people that want to encourage Christian morality. And that's Christian nationalism, is putting Christian morality at the heart of what we do, even in politics, even in government, wanting the state to encourage Christian values. That's Christian nationalism. That doesn't affect what we do on a personal level with people we meet on the street. 
Not at all. It's not to say that we whack him and then we call the police and we like, I got him. He's right here. He lied to me right now. Give him 15 years in jail and maybe the electric chair. No, you, you, we, evangelism still has a place in a world where Christian values are promoted. And you're acting like there is no place for evangelism in the world I'm describing. But 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 I'm but but I'm saying when do we do that now? When have you done that? What do you mean? You people evangelize all the, the time. When, I talk to people who aren't but, Christian but, but, all the time. I talk you, to people who are Christian. We do this podcast because we but, freaking want to talk to I, people about theology I, and about I'm, Christian I'm, living. I'm, I'm I'm saying I I but I I'm saying is why you you look at the early church, that government wasn't Christian, correct? They were being persecuted. They were being put in jail and beheaded for being Christian. Yeah, you're right. The government wasn't Christian. I bet they wish they weren't, though. But but again, but this but uh, the same thing. The gospel the gospel spread, correct? Yeah. In China right now, the gospel is spreading throughout pers- with with persecution badly, but it's spreading. So what? What was your point? Okay, and I'm looking at but 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 my point is, if you make it like I say. I'm not saying we shouldn't uphold Christian values, but at the same time, the landscape, the way the government is now, the landscape of how the people's hearts are, you're going to start forcing Christian values on someone yeah. who doesn't agree with it. And from my experience, if you try to force something on someone they do not agree with, it's not going to go well. They're going to harden their heart. Like okay, I said, well, they're going to harden we their could hearts. Probably just, we could probably just end it here because that's just the heart of the disagreement. That, that is the heart of the disagreement that I think we've gotten to is that you think that, uh, that you think in terms of law, our goal should be to change hearts from a legal perspective. And I, and I don't, I, I don't think that should be our goal in terms of legal. Perspective. I don't think the law, that's what you just said. You just said that the law does nothing. But I'm saying if you do it from, but if you do it from, but if you do it from a legal perspective where you force it, that won't change anyone's in, heart. Yeah, exactly. And you're acting like that's a bad heart. thing. That's and I'm thing. saying it it's change. something that doesn't matter. So that's our difference. You're saying it's a bad thing that the law can't change hearts. And I'm saying, I don't care that the law can't change hearts. The law is there to change behavior. That's what I care about. So when I'm voting for certain laws, I'm looking for something that's going to change behavior in a positive direction. When I focus on evangelism and I focus on personal relationships, then I'm focusing on changing hearts. Both can happen at the same time. You're saying we need to throw out the legal aspect of changing behavior in favor of the personal aspect of changing the heart. And I'm saying both. Okay, okay, well, that, that's where we disagree. But you can't change behavior that's without changing true. the heart. That's that's fundamental. You cannot change I, I guess, behavior that's without. Disagree, cha- yes. That's, okay, that's just a that's a fundamental disagreement about the nature of human beings. That's because that's that is a fundamental difference that is really popular in society right now. And I think this debate is actually this actually wraps it up perfectly because I think this debate is really emblematic. I guess it's really like it, it really synthesizes what the debate is in our culture right now between people who are who are more um, libertarian and have a more liberal mindset it's the skepticism that law changes behavior that that punishment changes behavior and there is a more old school idea that law does change behavior and that saying to someone that you're going to go to jail if you do this that that actually will change behavior Derek, Derek is saying that that the law actually doesn't fundamentally change behavior because unless the heart changes, the, care, the behavior doesn't change. And I'm saying the other way around, that behavior can change without the heart changing. And that actually, 
behave, behavior changing can actually change the heart. It's like a fake it till you make it type thing. And this this is kind of going beyond the, the legal thing because I'm not telling people that they need to fake morality till they make it, although in a certain sense. But it's just the idea that uh, our actions can change our hearts. F- faking, doing certain things even when you don't want to do them can eventually change it to where your heart changes and you have a disposition where you want to do those things again. But that's a little more of a tangent on the philosophy of, of kind of behavior. Um, I think it's okay that we disagree on our our um our legal frameworks for american politics i don't think it's such a big deal so yeah thank you all for listening i really we really appreciate it this was a good one tell us what you guys think do you guys think that fundamentally the difference comes down to what affects human behavior do you guys think that laws and punishments and this impersonal state can truly change people's behavior or do you think that it has to be an evangelistic outreach that changes hearts in order to change behavior tell us what you think about all that because it's basically the central debate that's happening between the left and the right in american politics today let us know dm us and um we'll see y'all next week